0: Read a poem. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? I'm Russ.
1: And I'm Lauren.
0: And Lauren, we are recording our first ever live episode.
1: Well, we'll see if it's live, but we don't screw up too much, it'll be live,
0: otherwise... It's 100% live when we're in the same room and recording at the same time on one microphone that is currently freaking out about everything we're doing, and I love it.
1: I am in Vancouver, BC,
0: instead of Portland, Oregon, like I normally am. And, for whatever reason, we have decided that we are going to do the namesake of... Uh, annal of poems,
1: such as it is Where the Sidewalk Ends. So do you want to tackle that one? Okay. Seems like a lot of responsibility. (laughs) Where the sidewalk ends. There is a place where the sidewalk ends. And before the street begins. And there the grass grows soft and white. And there the sun burns crimson bright. And there... The moon bird rests from his flight to cool in the peppermint wind. Let us leave this place where the smoke blows black and the dark street winds and bends. Past the pits where the asphalt flowers grow, we shall walk with a walk that is measured and slow and watch where the chalk white arrows grow to the place where the sidewalk ends. Yes, we'll walk with a walk that is measured and slow, and we'll go where the chalk-white arrows go, where the children, they mark, and the children, they know, the place where the sidewalk ends. Annihilation. Yeah, I got through that one without
0: making too much of a mistake. (laughs) For whatever reason, I'm reminded of... When I was a child... Or maybe not even a child, younger than a functional human. ER was big on TV at the time, and
1: I don't even remember what that is. It was a it
0: was a show chronicling the drama in an emergency room, mm. and George Clooney got his start there. And they had an episode that was broadcast live. As one might do Saturday Night Live. But this is a drama show. And for no reason other than publicity, they just cut the thing live. And I feel like I'm maybe experiencing a bit of a microcosm of what they experienced. Where it's like, here's a thing that people are going to hear. And I'm intentionally not going to edit this very much. Just because it has that already organic feel to it. But... This is a much different recording situation than the one that we usually enjoy.
1: Oh, don't worry, Russ. Unlike ER, nobody's going to hear this.
0: We've talked about our several dozen
1: listeners. (laughs) Is it up to that?
0: On a normal basis. So where are the sidewalk ends? Is there anything other than it just being the namesake of the book and, you know, this thing that would, this strange little journey we've been taking?
1: I mean, yeah, it seems like an appropriate time to do it. Yeah. It's been a
0: minute. With the, I guess the last time we saw each other was the last time we were in Vancouver, which was 2019, which was my wedding and pre pandemic, of all things. Right, I remember. <laughs> the before times. The before times. Come by. Uh,
1: did you grow up in a place with sidewalks? I grew up in a place where
0: my house had a sidewalk. And. It was not too far from where the sidewalk ended. Because where the sidewalk ended was a kind of city owned land, but was leased out as a Girl Scout camp. Hmm. And it was also where I made money as a Wii because this is the second house that I lived in. When I was very small, um, we had sidewalks. And there wasn't really any place to go. You just sort of went in any direction and you ended up at a different street. But I was small at the time and wasn't going to go exploring those streets. Also, it was a suburbian. But in the second house, there were adventures to be had. And you could go down to the creek and you could, you know, put your feet in the water. And there were things that would, you know, latch onto your delicate human skin. And beyond that, you could find things. And it was near a driving range. And so you could collect golf balls out of the creek and then resell them. And resold golf balls are an
1: uncommon
0: source of income for a small. That's really cool. And so, yes, how about yourself? Sidewalks.
1: Uh, actually, I have not grown up where there are sidewalks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the areas I lived in were these sort of. developments that were in between farmland and so uh, I think some of them got sidewalks eventually, but when I first moved, my family lived in two houses in the same neighborhood. And the first one uh, it was one of the first houses there. and on one side was a neighbor and on the other side was a field. And then in the place that we moved to next, Uh, at first there was nobody on either side it was just the woods and so there wasn't really a reason to have sidewalks Uh, but I had babysitters that lived in neighborhoods that had sidewalks and so I think of that but in a way uh, that first house that I lived in was although although I don't think there was a sidewalk it felt very much where the sidewalk ends because it was there that the field started the neighborhood ended and the field started it does. Sidewalks do have that almost,
0: maybe especially to children, that frontier aspect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is, oh, here's where the fun begins. And mm-hmm. if you live someplace that doesn't have sidewalks, maybe take them for granted. But so many of the people that would have grown up reading this book would have grown up in suburbia. Mm-hmm. And that would have that kind of magic where, oh, golly. There's no sidewalk anymore. Yeah, and this is where now we're going to get into trouble, kind of a thing. And
1: yeah, the first sidewalk in the neighborhood that I lived in was just this little strip of sidewalk. So it ended, it both began and ended very shortly. And I don't know which side is the end, which is the beginning. <laughs> yes, yes. It was just this. It was this little strip of street that went over a, a land bridge. Uh, between a a small lake and a gully and there was for some reason a sidewalk on there even though there wasn't one anywhere else in the neighborhood. These days when the sidewalk ends it's because somebody's doing construction. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there, there's this one company in Portland that has uh, these uh, barriers they put up and, and it's the barriers say on it sidewalk solution or solutions maybe and I'm like no this is this is a sidewalk problem. They say sidewalk solutions. I think so. I think that's what it says. And it's just its just the barrier to keep you from falling into the pit or whatever when they're doing construction on, on the sidewalk. And
0: when we film the next adaptation of Orwell's 1984, you know there's going to be a billboard for sidewalk solutions. Yeah. Like, that is... That's sublime dystopia. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's where the grass doesn't grow ever again. Enjoy.
1: And when I was in Austin, Texas, which a lot of people think of as being like the Portland of the South, which is very much not... uh, There's a similar vibe. You'll see a guy with a Darth
0: Vader helmet and a unicycle.
1: Well, the businesses seem similar, but the way people get around are very different. It's a... It's much more heavily. I mean, Portland, for as much as it likes to boast about being a place that's pedestrian-friendly and bike-friendly, it's still very much a car-centric place. Uh, And Austin was way even more so. And you could kind of get around by bike in Austin, but trying to be a pedestrian in Austin is such a nightmare. Absolutely not. And there were places where the sidewalk would end, I'm pretty sure, because people tore up the sidewalk so they could have more lawn. No. No, Austin...
0: Austin is an excuse. It is, yeah, okay, here's a bit of a groovy bit in the middle of a dystopian hellscape, but it is in no way progressive or in no way any place where you could get around without some means of
1: car. In case you're just tuning in now, Russ is from Texas. Hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't avow them anymore. Um, it was, uh, it, I mean, it was slow going for a bit there and now I just apologize.
1: You've adapted really well to the Pacific. Northwest, oh, I my friend, say.
0: the P Yeah. Now I don't have a car and I enjoy mass transit and, oh man. Uh, are you noticing that where the sidewalk ends, uh, is mirrored by Snowman, the first poem we ever did. In I,
1: you know, I am, but it, this is not the last poem in the in that we have to do in this book. No, no, not at all.
0: It's just it, yeah. it, it, it's curious that here's where we started, and now we're together yeah. again,
1: and it's it's mirrored. Yeah. So the grass grows soft and white, and the sun burns crimson bright. That's kind of dystopian because my when, when I think of the sun burning crimson bright, it's it's when the uh, So in the fires, that put a lot of smoke in the air, and the the sun gets this, like, very uh, sinister reddish hue to it. And it's so funny. When I think of that,
0: I think of Texas summers. Mm. Because the grass isn't white, but it's definitely bleached. Yeah, but is it soft?
1: Because dry grass is not very soft.
0: I think that might be a semantic argument. Mm. I mean, it's not crispy. It's... Soft is maybe the wrong word, but it's definitely a
1: more poetic word.: Well, there is soft white grass around beaches, like in the growing in the dunes. Oh, Texas doesn't know about beaches. Mm. We hey, have you beaches. you have the whole Gulf of Mexico right there. Have you been to a Texas beach? Yes, people were driving on it. It was Texas
0: beaches are a child's drawing of a beach who has never seen a beach like they have all like all the components are there there's sand there's water but none of the spirit none of the yeah. people
1: were driving on them. Yeah, it's, it's weird yeah
0: I'm looking at you South Padre Island I haven't forgotten you yeah yeah you're thinking about me now aren't you
1: what's the moon bird well the moon bird
0: is quite clearly Vietnam um, this is one <laughs> What is the moonbird? I love taking it to like the nth degree of that one. Um, what stands are you in? Where's the this? This is i the, the, oh, the first one, and the moonbird rests from like the Cool and the Peppermint. Night. These are all. I. I, I th- these are all images from childhood. It's. To cool in the peppermint wind. The peppermint wind is how you describe the very first wind to fall, and I look really? forward to that wind. Oh, definitely, because no, it has that feel to it. It's the in summer wind is hot, mm-hmm. and then fall starts coming on, and there's that very first one, and I list and I I look for that wind every single year because it you have that little bit of crispness right mm. there. It's like ooh, here comes, and I felt it about two weeks ago. And the moon bird rests from his flight to cool in the peppermint wind. And that's an, I mean, that's, that's an adventure imagery. That's childhood. That's, oh, here we, and, I mean, what's the moon bird? It's definitely some nightmarish. Oh, you know? I don't know.
1: Maybe it's the wild geese that fly with the moon on their wings. I don't know anything about geese. we spent so much time on this podcast bitching about geese they still
0: have they have not done me a disservice they have not fought me at all they've never done anything bad to me all of you people that are yelling about the canada cobra bird you can
1: yeah you have been the one yelling about it they're fine i was wrong they're fine you only feel that way right now because as i said they're the peaceable moment they're just fine they're just fine
0: Never done anything. They're fine. Oh, a goose broke my arm. No, it didn't. You were clumsy. You ran away. You shouldn't have ran. It can't hurt you. It's a goose. It's a goose. It is a tenth of your size. Shut up. <laughs> Let us leave this place where the smoke blows
1: black. And I feel like that's pretty dark. clear. Of course. Asphalt.
0: Yeah. I love asphalt. I love asphalt
1: flowers. Love asphalt flowers. Yeah. Or as the eels would say, the daisy in concrete. Mm. Walk with a walk that is measured and slow.
0: Chocolate arrows go.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, the chocolate arrows, I assume, are literally chalk. Literally, arrows. yeah, like the kids are like, hey, go this way for a good
0: time. <laughs> I also read it as like the keep left signs or the one way street or you know that kind
1: of
0: thing. Mm-hmm. At for the sidewalk and the walk of the walk, chocolate arrows go. Children they mark, and the children they know, and that's I mean that's the I mean Gaiman has a whole thing on that how the children know magic and you know. Once you get past the child age, magic goes away. And, you know, the children, they know the place where the sidewalk ends because that's where adventures happen. And for you and I, when we leave the sidewalk, it's just we're walking to get to the next place, but it's not to the next adventure. It's to the next, you know, thing that we just have to deal with.
1: There's a lot of uh, poems about the pace of children's walking slow The one I think of the most are is the Rodney O'Herd, A Walk with Grandpa I like to walk with Grandpa His steps are short like mine He doesn't say, now hurry up He always takes his time I like to walk with Grandpa His eyes see things like mine A birdie bright, a funny cloud A penny that really shines Most people are in a hurry They do not stop and see I'm glad that God made Grandpa unrushed and almost as young as me.
0: <laughs> That's such a good line.
1: Yeah. Not sure that one's actually the original. One... I don't know who Rodney O'Heard was. Maybe he was an asshole.
0: <laughs> I was reminded of a, uh, a poem by former U.S. poet laureate uh, Billy Collins, and I'm, I don't think I've ever mentioned it on this. Own. Well, that went well, didn't it? Hey, thanks for us. Yeah, we just, were on such a good roll. We were on a great roll, and then yeah, I, I ended up. is
1: battling pop-up ads.
0: see this is just terrible I, 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 You're had, not better, I had it all sorted and now, yeah. I'm, now I'm pissed off
1: yeah <sighs> Russ's uh, outside Russ's apartment building is a very bright and shiny apartment building and it has these baffles for the sun that the apartment owners can move around but really what it does is just shine a terribly blinding light into Russ's window and I'm not loving it
0: this is so the poem that I was struggling for was on turning 10
1: oh, and this is not right this is Nah, the one I was looking at earlier I don't think is the original one either these people on the internet they like are they like have all these em- embellished unoriginal poems that 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 aren't what you are looking up, and then you have to go searching for the original one and this is how those quotes that get attributed to entirely the wrong people start. Uh, sorted.
0: <laughs> On Turning 10, in the spirit of where the sidewalk ends, uh, the whole idea of it makes me feel like I'm coming down with something, something worse than any stomach ache, or the headaches I get from reading in bad light. A kind of measles of the spirit, a mumps of the psyche, a disfiguring chickenpox of the soul. You tell me it's too early to be looking back, but that's because you have forgotten the perfect simplicity of being one. And the beautiful complexity introduced by two, but I can lie on my bed and remember every digit. At four, I was an Arabian wizard. I could make myself invisible by drinking a glass of milk a certain way. At seven, I was a soldier. At nine, a prince. But now, I am mostly at the window, watching the late afternoon light. Back then, it never fell so solemnly against the side of my treehouse. And my bicycle never leaned against the garage as it does today. All the dark blue speed drained out of it. This is the beginning of sadness, I say to myself, as I walk through the universe in my sneakers. It's time to say goodbye to my imaginary friends. time to turn the first big number seems like only yesterday I used to believe there was nothing under my skin but light. If you cut me, I would shine. But now, if I fall upon the sidewalks of life, I skin my knees. and I bleed.
1: I love it. It's It's good. It's a lot less saccharine than the thing I just read. It's a very good poem. Um, And you and I were just talking about aging. Yeah, well, I remember turning 10. uh, I don't. Oh, I remember it very much because I was crying on my uh, at the time stepmother's lap because my uh, biological mother would never get to see me turn 10. Mm. I I mean... That's what you call a formative memory. Yeah, I like Poems like this because uh, definitely ch- childhood was never like a blissful, easy time. I developed depression before I turned ten years old. Before you knew what depression it was, right? And well, I remember being told by my dad because uh, I I remember it started in fourth grade, and I would describe how the how the light looked different and mm. how everything seemed heavier, and 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 my dad was like, "Oh, I think that's depression." So for me, I noticed the physiological. Hearts of depression before I really notice my mood.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Well, <laughs> suffering is our life and death is our reward. I hate that idea. I, but I almost can't not. Because, even in this context, like, you and I are so good at bucking the trend. Like, there's no reason, what is this Well, that amount? sounds awfully
1: full of ourselves. I, it is.
0: And, but, I mean, but what do I have apart from my ego? Like, I'm so egotistical. Anxiety. Yes, I have that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but I live in Canada now she is legal. So,
1: thank you. Well, same in Oregon, but everybody still has anxiety. Hmm. But now it's control.
0: Um, but if nothing else, like, why do we keep doing this? Why do we keep doing this if, if for no other reason than just a fun distraction? The podcast?
1: from podcast? Yeah. Oh, for me, for sometimes for me it's therapy.
0: Which is an escape from the suffering.
1: Right, but that doesn't mean that that the life is about is for the suffering and then then we get a release (sighs) god i wish i could claim it was different because it kind of implies that the purpose of life is suffering whereas i don't think there's a purpose of life
0: wouldn't that invite suffering if there wasn't a purpose I mean, what kind of hubris to pull a soul from non-existence and say, all right, now you get to enjoy this, and there's no purpose to it? That's born into suffering,
1: isn't it? I mean, depends on how you wire the person, whether they need that sort of meaning or not. I think a lot of people uh, don't have that problem. Yeah, no, like, God,
0: of course religion would be popular.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's nicer to think that there's something better out there. That you all you have to do is die and then you're in a better place. God, I
0: almost... Like, the longer I live, the more I don't. Like, it, it, like it, this... Here we are recording a podcast right now. And my mind is on nothing else. And it's like, how could that be... What could be better? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And... You and I have experienced quite a lot together and had many adventures together. And, I mean, like, this is... We talked about Sisyphus in the last episode, and this is laughing at him. Like, this is imparting meaning to rolling the stone. Because if life has no meaning, then every single moment is the best part of
1: life. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I guess we, we always joke that nobody listens to this podcast. and But that's not the point. But, well, that's what I'm saying, is that, I mean, people, you would think the purpose of a podcast was so people would listen to you, but that's definitely not what we've been doing.
0: And that's, um, I mean, we're, we're, we're practicing theater of the absurd, I think.
1: That's true. We're performing for no for one. For each other. Yeah, that's true. It is for each other. I think in a way it... My dad was a very good storyteller. And I'm disappointed that I don't have more recordings of him telling stories, especially when he was younger and energetic to to, to make the sounds and voices and imitations that he did. Because uh, when he was older, he didn't do as much of that. But uh, I'm glad there's this recording of me. So, you know, if somebody is curious to know what I thought about at this time of my life, it'll still be there.
0: And maybe our next project will be simply telling stories and not trying to craft them around a book of poems.
1: Yeah, well. We still have several social Silver books to go through. I definitely do want to get through a light in the attic and also falling up. Well let's kill it. Alright.